Hey guys, it's your girl Breezy. Welcome back to Fake It to Fluency, the cheat code to learning languages. Now, it's been a little minute. It has. But there's so much in store for today's episode. So just hold on to your seat. All right. So guys, it's been a minute. I don't even know if I was around for last week. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. That's how lost in the sauce I am. But I do remember the last time that I was here that I said we would further dive into um, different resources to use to learn a language. And I kind of want to hold off on doing this because I did decide that I'm about to start um, YouTubing. <laughs> like doing a a video recording of this podcast as well. So I will try and have a different, slightly different variation and um, break it down a bit more in the future. So right now, uh, let's just talk about some things. So I know if you've listened to like previous episodes, it's just so weird because I don't know who I'm speaking to. So we have to figure out how to like, you know, communicate with each other so I can know what you want to hear. Because if not, I'm just going to, you know, talk about what I think is important and I want it to be somewhat of interactive. So today, let's get into a few things. There are different styles of of learning. There's so many different styles of learning. And like I said before, everybody has their own different language learning style. And before I go any further, if you, why didn't you guys remind me, we haven't done our jingle in a minute. Okay. So what are the three keys to success in language learning? (laughs) Oh, I know. Confidence, motivation, discipline, confidence, motivation, discipline, confidence. Oh, motivation, discipline. Listen, get into that. Get into that for all aspects of your life. If this, this could be your first time listening. So I don't know. But anyways, so there's a whole bunch of different types of learning styles. And I'm just going to just go into like four. So I don't bog you down with the boring stuff. So the first one, visual. You prefer to use pictures, images, diagrams, and like movies and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Uh, as far as resources, you might, Rosetta Stone probably might be your thing. I saw this, uh, I actually signed up for it. Like, this is why I'm making this podcast because I've signed up for a lot of things. And if you're, you don't have that discipline, please do not subscribe, get a subscription to a service that you're not going to use because then you're going to forget that you have the subscription until like one time you're like really crunching for some coins and you're like, where did all my money go? Like, I haven't bought anything. And it's like, I've been paying for Rosetta Stone. I've been paying for Pimsleur. I've been paying for this. I don't even use this one anymore. Then all of a sudden you have all these multiple language apps just uh, getting your coins and you still aren't speaking the language that you want to use. Speak. So um, before that rant, I was getting ready to talk about Lingo Pie, Lingo. It's Lingo something. I can't remember what it is, but it's this like 
video thing, which I don't really like to watch videos on my iPad or my computer unless I'm in settings where I'm out in public and have to use my iPad and my computer. I'd prefer to watch things on my TV that you can stream YouTube videos if you have a smart TV. Um, you can stream like YouTube videos and all those other streaming devices are already on your TV these days. But I guess if you don't have that kind of TV, then maybe you still may use your computer, your iPad to stream, watch different services. So I guess everything is different for everyone. But this, the app that I'm talking about, and I don't even want to say it's an app. Um, you basically watch TV and it has like translations for you and you click on it and it'll tell you like the exact translation of a word. And I guess it's, it's, it sounds like a great idea and and I guess it could work. I guess it could, but I just, it was inconvenient and that's why I always, I always use my cash app card when I sign up for subscriptions. And if I can't use my cash app card to sign up for a subscription, I don't want that subscription. And sometimes these subscriptions, they'll like charge a dollar to make sure and see they'll be like free trial, but they're like charge a dollar. And I'm just like, oh, y'all aren't slick. And if I have to do that, then that's like a hindrance from me actually signing up for the subscription unless it's something that I really, really want to try. So I signed up for that. I feel like I might have used it all of once um, and never went back to it because I like to use Netflix. It's a resource that we already have. And if you don't have Netflix, I'm sure if you're social, one of your friends, one of your cousins, somebody has Netflix. And if you are nice, kind and sweet or whatever, you can ask them to use their Netflix. And if you do not want to ask someone to use their Netflix, guess what? You better trial it up. Use those trials. <laughs> you might have to create a whole bunch of emails um, until you finally decide like, okay, I want to stick with my one account because it has my um, my history as far as like watching shows. But if you really don't want to spend money, then I suggest each month figure out which series you want to like binge then the next month you binge a different series and just keep track of the ones that you you know may or may not have binged that way you can keep up um I know some people might like to watch stuff sporadically like switch it up like you know back in the day when you used to only be able to watch one new episode or you used to have to watch reruns it's different things are different times are different I'm just so glad that I was born um before technology like went crazy so I'm glad that I had have that because <laughs> oh my gosh uh, oh my gosh so anyways auditory you prefer music you prefer listening activities lectures and discussions okay so you are the people who are probably you like to listen to music a lot, okay? You listen to music in your language. Um, you might like something like Pimsleur. I'm not crazy about Pimsleur. I'm really not crazy about it. But if you're disciplined, then you'll do it. You got to do what you got to do to get to what you want to get to. But I do have, you know, a few. Eh, beggars can't be choosers. So um, I recommend Pimsleur. Uh... There's different audios that you can listen to. Like, 
I know and I need to test this theory I really need to because I fall asleep with tv on all the time I need to start like I said I need to start listening to like Mandarin in my sleep and see how life goes with that um but there's different lectures there's a whole lot of different um information out there on like YouTube that you can just like kind of play let it play in the background and they even have like mp4 like converters for like YouTube videos so like you can say oh this sounds like an interesting lesson let me download it um put it on your phone or whatever music device that you use to stream like listen to music have it like set up like that um however you want to do it uh reading and writing you prefer reading textbooks and you know taking and writing notes now here's the thing about reading and writing when it comes to language learning yes these things are important but you need to be doing visual and auditory things first before you get into that reading and writing because here's why um your pronunciation when you start with like reading and writing your pronunciation is going to take a hit and it's going to be harder to fix old habits. So you want to start off with visual and auditory first. Now it's cool if there is some reading like subtitles with your visuals and your auditory, like you, you have the scripts to, you know, read along, but I do not suggest you do reading and writing before you get into that visual and auditory lane. Um, the fourth one I want to talk about is kinesthetic. You prefer to, you know, hands-on activities, experiments, um, stuff like that. So I feel like that's kind of like that real world thing that I'm talking about, like where I say going to places, doing things that people like where your target language is spoken, like you got to get in where you can fit in and you learn that way. Um, through different like activities or whatever it is that you like to do. But I want to go back because I cannot stress this enough. Please do not do the reading and writing part before you get like the visual and auditory somewhere in there because it will mess you up. Um, and the reading and writing, obviously you can find like different books and stuff on Amazon that you may like oh, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do that. Um, auditory, you can also find different YouTubers. Some of them do actually teach the language that they share, or you can find someone who like, you know, teaches. It doesn't have to necessarily be one of those like big main things that we hear about. I haven't dived into Babbel, so maybe I'll give a review on that in the future. Um, and like I said before, there's different apps like LingoDeer and Duolingo, um, different free apps that are out there. There's like this thing called LingQ. There's a lot of things out there, but a lot of things just bore me. So that's why I don't like to talk about them. So what I do want to talk about is something um, that's not commonly spoken about. So I know that you guys know I'm currently at this point a professional student and so I'm in this phonology course and yesterday I was talking to one of my classmates. This isn't from my phonology class, but um, I had classes with her uh, last semester and I was telling her um, that I don't really think I like phonology or or like phonetics. And the thing about it is I, I, I hate to admit this, but like it's hard to do 
um, school and like actually learn in school what you want to learn and work at the same time, especially if you don't have good time management and especially if you're like an entrepreneur, it'd be different if I had like a job where I like go to work, can come home and don't have to worry about work. But guess what? Like my work is my home, home is work. And school is just in my work and home. And sometimes it's just really hard to find a balance because like when you work for yourself, it's just like it's you, everything's on you. You have to get stuff, get stuff done. Um, so that's definitely like a drawback. But nonetheless, I hate phonology and phonetics, but I also like it. I hate that I cannot spend enough time in... um fully understanding it but I do actually understand it quite well but there's like you know people in my class who are like extremely passionate about it or they did their undergrad in like linguistics so they have that history with that and they have a better they're more confident um in talking about it so I guess I'm confident in talking to you guys about it now because I know that before I learned about it I didn't really know about this like If you, I would think that like (laughs) phonetics is phonics, like get all that mumbo jumbo all mixed up. And to be completely honest, I still don't fully understand the difference between phonology and phonetics. It's just a lot. Linguistics is a lot. And I'm, and I want to know more because it's really important. And I feel like if we knew some, if we were able to pick and choose what's actually relevant to us and which is what I'm kind of doing so I can pick and choose what I feel like is relevant enough to share that's not too like um I don't want to say nerdy but like nerdy per to say um and make it relevant to us now I really believe that like since I've been um in this program like learning um it's helped me with my language learning abilities and kind of understanding English more. And I knew that I would like learn, but I didn't know. I thought that I was just going to learn like how to teach English as a second language. But no, I'm just learning so much about English that I didn't even know existed. Like as I'm going through, as I've been through these courses, I'm just like, I don't even think I'm qualified to teach English. Like you would think because you speak a language, you can teach a language. And that is not the case at all. There's so many different factors. Um, there's such a variety of learning styles and you have to know, figure out what it is going to work best for like your student. And, um, so with that being said, with the reading and writing, I, how I got on this to this long, uh, little mini rant about phonetics and phonology is because I learned about this thing called the IPA um well I call it the IPA chart so it's the international phonetic alphabet and they have like a chart so you can see like the different things so I'm still, I really need to read my book and like study and do my homework and then maybe I should talk to you guys, but it's, it's all good. It's, it's cool. So the way the chart is, I want you, if you have time to go look at it, they have like the places of articulation. So like when you're making sounds, um, your tongue and your lips and your teeth all play different roles in the different sounds that you make. Um, so that's kind of how the chart is set up. So they have like, um, it broken down into that manner. 
and there's like voiceless, <laughs> there's voiced and voiceless consonants. There's like high and low vowels, unrounded and rounded vowels. Like there's just so much, there's just so much going on. It's honestly overwhelming. <laughs> it's really overwhelming how much stuff that you don't even know about like it's just like we can speak we understand how to like we can talk we don't care anything more about it but language is so interestingly cool and I bring up the IPA um because if we all knew like there's this international phonetic alphabet that breaks down everything so in class sometimes we'll have to like transcribe um different like word sentences in um in IPA so like the way that I may pronounce so there's like a broad and a narrow transcription way that you can transcribe it so the broad is like the quick way the way like that you would assume most people say something and then narrow is like the way that they say it like that they actually say it. It's some weird stuff going on, guys. So I hope that you're following along. So if we all learned <laughs> this alphabet, like we learn our language, but also learn the IPA alphabet, when it comes time to learn like a new language, and then like they can have like, oh, this is how you say this in your language. This is how you say this in the other language. And then this is how you pronounce like the IPA uh, translation so you can read it. Like, you know how they have like when there's like a new word in the dictionary. Well, not a new word, but there's like a word in the dictionary and they have the way you pronounce it. That's exactly what I mean. Like it would just, it would be so much cooler if they, everyone had like a pronunciation, like the same pronunciation chart as far as sounds so that when it comes time to learn a different sound, like different language, you have that. I don't know if that made sense. If it didn't, I'm sorry. And if it did, great, because I'm confusing myself trying to explain this thing because it's a lot to take in. So I, if you're really kind of like getting into languages, think it's cool and stuff, I want you to kind of look into um, phonetics and like phonology, uh, because there's, there's a lot there. There's definitely a lot there. And with that being said, since I'm like learning to teach English as a second language, um, I have this book actually where it breaks down the different languages and the potential problems that they may have with speaking English. So if you think about it that way, you can kind of like reverse it to see the possible problems that you may have, which may be the opposite issue of their issue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and kind of navigate things that way and use different methods to like fix that. Like, um, for example, I don't, this is so embarrassing because I can't do the trill R, but you know that like R in like Spanish, like rolling your R's. That's something like that they is in their phonetic inventory while it's not in the English phonetic inventory. So that's why some people may have trouble 
doing that. Not to say that they can't, but it's going to be a little bit harder to learn how to do that. And a lot of things that, um, a lot of what it comes down to, like as far as people having what we call like accents is sometimes not every language has the same phonetic inventory. So like, um, the pronunciations aren't going to match up, um, per se, because we're going to use what we have in our inventory to kind of imitate the language that we're trying to learn instead of actually learning the sounds of that language. So I, I, I really hope that I didn't confuse you guys because I kind of <laughs> confused myself a little bit, but this is like important information to, um, kind of share because we don't talk about this. Like I've never had a conversation with even like in any like language learning class about this, about like different sounds. So like talk about the, the enye and the ere. I can't even, I can't, you know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know I'm trying to roll that R and I can't do that yet. I haven't practiced it yet, but they talk about those like different sounds like that are in the, I can't speak about the alphabet of other languages, but like in the Spanish alphabet, um, those like other, yeah, the other sounds that they have in there. And those are sounds that we don't necessarily have in our inventory not to say that we can't make them it's just like typically when we try and pronounce stuff we're going to use what we already have so I hope that that was useful uh I really do I really really do uh life has been a lot school has been a lot we have all just been a lot um but I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that you were here to hear this. And honestly, if you set your mind to, you can do anything. And I know last episode, I said that I was, <laughs> I said that I was going to start back watching um, my show, Well-Intended Love, or some kind of Mandarin show, and I haven't. I haven't felt like it because I've been like, listen, I, I actually started playing this game on my phone that I have not played in a while. And I was like, oh, I remember when I used to play this game. Now I've been like addicted to playing this game on my phone. And I'm so embarrassed to admit that. Um, I haven't really been doing anything that I need to do as far as like my language learning. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I just, I really, here, listen, I'm here. If you need an accountability coach, I'm here and I'm going to set up. Um, like if, if, if you want to meet with me, talk with me as like a language, you know, I don't want to say like, it's a, I could be a language mentor eventually, but just like a, um, what do you call it? A language, like a language partner. Yeah. I could be here. Like we can have like little sessions. Um, I'm going to try and set that up probably. December-ish um because then I won't be like I'll be on winter break for school so I have more time or I'll probably can set something up for Tuesdays because those are my free days that I don't have classes so that would be really dope to just like connect with you guys and if you're trying to learn English I would love to help you out the best that I can um within that time window so 
I will set that up um, upon next episode. And hopefully someone booked something. I don't know who's messaging me. Oh, actually, this is a notification from Hello Talk. And I just want to talk about Hello Talk really quick. Um, the idea of it's great. They obviously have a paid thing and they have a free like plan. Um, and I don't know why I'm getting notifications. Like, I don't know if someone's like messaging me. Like Hello Talk is kind of, um, weird in the sense you just don't know what you're going to get. And I get Hello Talk notifications all the time. And I want to say that I've had this app on my phone for about a month, but I do not necessarily like, um, going into Hello Talk. Um, or other apps that I don't commonly use. Like I hate that I have to go to one app for one kind of thing, this app for this kind of thing, this app for that kind of thing. And then there's just like all of these apps and I can't remember, you know, which app I want to use because each one of these apps focuses on different things and I'm just not into it. So, uh, yeah, Hello Talk is just kind of weird because I feel like some people may like, I don't, I don't know. Like I watched a video and this person was talking about like that, how there's like some Hello Talk, like, uh, I don't want to call anyone weird or like creepy or anything like that. But some people just go on there to like talk to people, not necessarily to learn, uh, a language. So take that with take with that what you want but um yeah I hope that this episode was useful I can't wait to get back next week I know that I'm a little late on this episode um and I'm sorry for that I really am truly sorry for that but I'm going to do better (laughs) I really am but I'm excited like I didn't realize that I would record this many episodes thus far and be this consistent even though I haven't posted every single week I am doing the best that I can and I'm getting really repetitive right now so I'm gonna go and I'm going to do my work so that this weekend I will in fact start binge watching a new show um because I decided once this lockdown is over I really want to go visit Taiwan um I have a friend there that lives there and she always posts some yummy looking food. And yes, I'm fat and that's my only motivation to go there, but that's okay. <laughs> um, y'all take care. Bye.